you guys. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about some how-tos for new vapors, veteran vapor, really any vapor. This is all good information to have. So let's just jump right into it. So I got an email from a fan or like a consumer and they had some questions that I can probably answer. So that's what I'm going to do. And I guess we'll call this like how-tos, tips and tricks or hacks or however you want to phrase it. Um, so the first question that they asked me was, what are the differences between mods? Because there's a lot of mods out on the market. There's big mods, there's little mods, there's in-between mods, there's sub-ohm, high wattage mods, there's all sorts of mods. And if you are just getting into the vape game or you are already here, like I've been vaping for four years and I get confused. So I can't imagine somebody rolling into this industry having any idea what to do. I would get really frustrated and hopefully I can help allevi alleviate some of this frustration for anybody watching. So I've got two mods to talk about. I mean, and remember, there's a whole lot of mods out there. So I just have two of many. But this is the first mod. So this is called the Vupu Drag, okay? It's a dual 18650 box mod. And dual 18650 is literally just talking about the batteries and how many of those batteries it uses. So dual meaning two, and 18650 is the size of the battery. So it takes two 18650 batteries to run this device. You are going to have to charge these batteries externally or with the wire, but we'll get into that in a minute. So these are two 18650 batteries. It's the universal battery pretty much for vaping. Most mods use these, and that's what this mod takes. So they go in here, this is the sled, and you put the batteries in the proper orientation. It's labeled positive, negative, positive, negative, just like any other battery situation, flashlight or what have you. And that's this mod. This is a high wattage mod. So it goes up to, I think, 200 watts. So it can run things that are super low ohms. But Britt, what does low ohms mean? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, good thing you asked. So your coil, whether you're using a coil head, whether you build your own coils, whether you're using a pod system, every coil has an ohm. There's high, low, high ohms, there's low ohms, and then there's in-between ohms. And you need to know some ohms law, which we've already talked about on several other videos, but I can't go into too much detail, but if you just go Google the Ohm's Law calculator, you'll know where to set the wattage. So if this is a 200 watt device, let's say I put on a 0.5 ohm coil. My rule of thumb is usually times that by, like, so if I have a 0.5 ohm coil, I'll usually run it at 50 watts. So five times 10 is 50. That's usually my rule of thumb. Now I don't know if that's like scientifically like a greatest way to do it, but that's what I usually do it at. Now, if you have a lower ohm coil, let me just put these batteries back in here. If you have a lower ohm coil, so let's say you have a 0.18 low ohm coil, you can run that at higher wattage. Low ohms, high wattage. High ohms, low wattage. That's a good rule of thumb to remember. So if 1.8 coil, if you have a 1.8 coil, you could probably run that, I don't know, 70, 80, maybe even 90 watts, and that would be fine. And the watts just literally means the power that's going to your battery to power up the coil. Okay? So those are some basic things. So that's what this, this mod is. It's a dual 18650 box mod. It come, you, you would just buy the mod. It doesn't come as a kit. You'd have to get the tank, sub-own tank, RDA, RTA, whatever. 
So that's one that's one kind of mod. Now I have another mod. This is called the Soren Air. This is just a pod system. This is the battery. It's internal. To charge it, you plug it into a USB on the bottom right there. And then it comes with a pod. And you fill the pod up with whatever juice you choose. I use Nick salts with this. And you just vape. Now the reason I like this is because of its size. I'm going to plug it in because it's almost dead. So that's another type of mod. And then there's the whole in between. I mean, there's so many. There's I could make a whole video just on mods, but we're not going to do that today because we have several questions we need to answer. So those are two different types of mods. Um, what is going to work best for you? It just depends on how you vape. Now, if you're brand new into the vaping game, a pod system might be the best way to go. It's very easy. You literally just fill up the pod, wait five minutes, start vaping. That's what I would recommend. I would probably steer clear of buying a mod and then two batteries and then you need a tank and what tank do I get and then I have to rebuild it or do I not rebuild it then if you get a sub ohm tank you need sub ohm coils if you get a rebuildable RTA or RDA then you got to build your coils like what mind blown my mind's blown just talking about it so if you're a new vapor just steer clear of these big box mods that everything comes separately and you have to build and all of that kind of stuff just get a pod system and there's tons and tons of them out there I mean, innovation in the vaping game has, is literally at neck-breaking speed. When I started vaping, there was like a couple devices on, on the market, and that was about it. Now there's so many choices, it's, it gets really confusing. But if you're a new vapor, I would just stick with like a pod system or something that's really simple, like a kit. A lot of these mods and tanks and stuff come in kits. A lot of the companies are really good about making that a thing so it's easy, easily, readily available and accessible and not as confusing for the new vapor. Now, if you're a veteran vapor and you know what you're doing, then maybe this video isn't for you, but there's still some good tips and tricks. So if you're a veteran vapor and you're just looking for something new, I mean, any box mod will do. They have squonkers out now, all that kind of stuff. So hopefully that answers the question of what kind of mod should I be using if I'm a vapor, a new vapor, an old vapor, just getting into it. Um, okay, let's check what the next question was. Care and cleaning of your devices, mods, tanks, etc. Here's the thing about vaping. It's a little finicky and you definitely need to have maintenance to, for all your products if you want them to last longer. So you need to clean them and don't run your mod underwater. That's a terrible idea because they're electronics. By cleaning, I mean like the top of this where the tank sits, you know, get a paper towel and wipe it out, wipe out the threads, wipe it down, maybe probably desanitize it because this is in and out of your purse, your hand, your backpack all day long, wipe it down. Keep these things clean, you know, do it once a week. Whenever you, if you have a sub ohm tank and you're switching out your coil head, throw the coil head away and wash your whole tank really well with water, you know? No soap, don't use soap, just water. Just rinse it off with water, get it nice and clean, wipe it down with a paper towel. These are all things that are really important to maintain like the, to maintain your products so that they last longer. It's just like anything else. I mean, you gotta clean your room, otherwise it would get super dirty. Same kind of practice. You need to clean your devices. Um, you always want to keep them in like a like a, kind of a safe place. Like probably don't leave them in your hot car over the summer, especially because all of these things have batteries and that's just straight battery safety. Leave them at like room temperature, leave them upright. Don't, you know, be tossing them around because then they're going to break. I mean, some of these mods that are out there now are made for like, let's just say you're a construction worker and you're kind of on the job site a lot and you drop it all the time. Like there are some more rugged mods, but generally speaking, like these things are like breakable and fragile and technology and you kind of want to treat it like you would an iPad or your 
cell phone or your laptop. Like you wouldn't just go toss your laptop around in and out of your purse and leave it in a hot car. Same principle applies. Just take care of your things. You know, it's pretty basic. So just clean your stuff really well. Okay, so the next question was storage of juice. How do I store my juice? Where do I store my juice? What temperature should I store my juice on? On, in. Um, my rule of thumb is I'll just leave it in my room, in room temperature. I don't leave juice in my car because the temperature in my car varies. If it's a really hot day, that definitely ruins the integrity of the juice and then your juice won't taste the same. It actually is really bad for juice to get too hot. It, it won't taste good and then you've, you're out of a bottle of juice. So just store your juice in room temperature situations. Leave it in your room. Um, if you bring it with you during the day, like that's probably fine, but make sure that it's not sitting in anywhere hot and like too cold. Probably don't, don't put your juice in the freezer. It's going to freeze it and that will ruin the juice. You don't need to put it in the fridge. Just room temperature is fine, is fine to store all your juice. So if you have a, like a big collection of juice that you use a lot, I don't know, maybe get a cabinet or something, um, where there's not too much light, uh, store it inside of a cabinet and, and that should make your juice last a lot longer. So that's how you store it. That's how I store my juice. If you have any other tips or tricks, like comment down below and let everybody know, like, how do you store your juice? How do you clean your moth? How do you take care of all your equipment? Things like that. Um, cause this is just my way of doing it. I just, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody has better suggestions or other ways of doing stuff as well. So I want to hear from you guys as well. Okay, traveling with your vape gear. Now I get asked this a lot by my sister. I get asked this a lot by my friends at work um, and just people online and, and stuff in general. So I've traveled the world. Literally, I was in 15 different countries last year and I never ever had an issue. But here's what you need to do. You never ever want to check batteries. So don't pack batteries and then check that bag to where it's like below the plane. You always want to carry all of your vape gear on your carry-on bag. Make sure you put your batteries in a, in a container, a plastic battery container, and then put your juice, because it's liquid in like the quart size plastic baggie for TSA. Now look, by now TSA has seen pretty much every mod known to man. I mean, they see a million people a day go through these airports. So they're pretty familiar with what vape gear is. So you don't need to worry about them having no idea what's going on. They know exactly what it is. I just throw all my mods, my batteries, and my juice in the tub as I'm going through the x-ray machine and I'm fine. Um, make sure that your, you know, your batteries are, they say what they are. And the only, the only time I ever had a problem was in China because they couldn't tell what I didn't have the original box. They couldn't tell what kind of battery it was and I had to give it up, which was fine. No big deal. But traveling with your vape gear is super easy. You literally just put it through like you would your laptop or something and, and you should have no issues. Now, you probably don't want to carry on a mod. I know there's some mods out there that look like gun handles, which that's a whole separate issue, but probably don't take a mod that looks like a gun handle through TSA or the airport. Um, you're probably going to get stopped, not because it's a vape, but because it looks like a gun handle. Use common sense. You know, a lot of this is common sense and just be smart about it. Um, but the number one thing is don't check batteries. You need to carry all of your batteries on the plane with you because it's pressurized inside the plane and it's not pressurized down below. So that's, that's the big thing. Just carry all your batteries on with you and you should have no issues. All right, so the next question is charging your batteries. 
Do we plug it in? Because a lot of these mods have a USB port, most mods do, to charge. Or do you want to take them out if it's like this Voopoo drag? Do I take the batteries out and put them on an external charger? Or can I just use the USB port for charging? You can do both. It's completely up to you. I usually take my batteries out and put them on an external charger. And this is what an external charger looks like. Everybody should have one of these by now. Something that looks like this. It's a four bay. It'll fit most size batteries. This is an external charger. That's what I usually use. But you can definitely, most of these mods come with a USB charging cable. You can plug your charging cable into your mod and then plug, your, plug the cord into the wall and charge it that way. The nice thing about these mods these days is they have balanced charging. They've, technology has really come a long way, so both your batteries are going to charge at the same speed and then discharge at the same speed. So that's super nice. So it's just completely up to you and your preference. If you prefer to take your batteries out and charge them on an external charger, do that. If you are sitting at a computer all day like I am, I charge my Soren Air via my computer via USB all day and it's fine. You can do it that way too. Yeah. It, it's just, it's literally just preference. There's no right or wrong answer. You choose what works for you. So that's charging your batteries. What's the next question? How to make a coil stick with store-bought, etc. Okay, so this one is a little bit more involved. There's RDAs, which is a rebuildable dripping atomizer. There's RTAs, which is a rebuildable tank atomizer then there's sub ohm tanks and there's a couple other things but we don't really need to get into it but those are like the three basic stuff so rdas an rda is a rebuildable that means that you either need to build your own coils which you can learn it's super fun and easy or a lot of these websites now and a lot of shops will already have pre-made coils to buy but it's literally that's it it's just a coil and I hope everyone has seen what a coil looks like by now. So if you're into building and you're like kind of techy and you like fiddling and things like that, I would go down the RDA route. You can learn how to build your own coils and then you install them into the post. You gotta do this all yourself. It doesn't come pre-installed. Once you buy it and you need new coils, you're gonna have to do this all yourself. This is why a lot of people like sub ohm tanks because they're not really like hip and don't really care about building and stuff. This is more a hobbyist thing. Um, but there's tons and tons and tons of YouTube videos on how to's, like how to rebuild, how to do a coil, all these crazy things. Um, so go check all those out. I'll put some links in the description for some of those how to like do builds and things like that. But that's what you would do with an RDA and an RTA. An RTA is basically a, a rebuilding dripping atomizer, RDA. But RTA stands for Rebuildable Tank Atomizer. So it's still rebuildable where you're going to have to install the coils yourself or build the coils and then install them or buy pre-made coils, not coil heads, coils and install them yourself. But instead of just you drip all the time, there's a tank. And this is, one, this is kind of what it looks like. It's a tank. Under here in the deck is the coils. And then the you fill up the tank and it works like a sub-ohm tank except for you've built your own coils and you've installed them instead of purchasing sub-ohm coils. Okay, now there's sub-ohm tanks, and most all sub-ohm tanks are going to need coil heads. And you can get them online, you can get them when you buy them at the shop. Most shops are stocked up with coil heads because people run through them like crazy. And that's, it's a pre-built coil head, it's a little silver thing, and you just screw it into the base and go. There's no rebuilding, nothing, you literally just screw and go. And then those last about, it depends on your mileage, but I would say one to two weeks. 
So it just depends on how you want to vape. Again, there's a million different ways to vape. You just have to find what works for you. Is flavor what's important to you? Is blowing big clouds what's important to you? Do you love rebuilding? Do you love building coils? So maybe an RDA is the best for you. If you don't really care and you're just trying to stop smoking cigarettes, uh, then maybe a pod system. And the pod systems are basically like a pre-built coil head where you just literally fill the pod, stick it on your battery, and go. So you have to find what works for you. Um, I like them all. I have rebuildables. I also have sub-ohm tanks. And I have pod systems. It just depends on, like, the day and what I'm feeling like. I've been stuck on this salt nick kick for a really long time now, so I just use the Soren Air most of the time. But I do like to blow clouds once in a while, so I'll get out my rebuildable tanks and I'll install some coils and I'll re-wick it and all that sort of stuff. I do it for my best friend every week. I also do it for some other people in the office um, because most people just don't really care about that aspect of vaping and that's totally fine. That's completely fine. Just, you know, whatever works for you, just stick with that and, you know, vape your face off. That's what I would say. So hopefully that answers your question about what coils I should use, what tanks I should buy. Just when I would just give you one more thing of advice. Whenever you buy a tank, make sure that those coil head like a let's okay, I digress. When you buy a sub-ohm tank, let's say you've gone down that road. You're like, Britt, I don't want to rebuild. I just want to, you know, screw in a coil head and fill my tank and vape. Great. Whenever you buy a sub-ohm tank, make sure that those coil heads, because you're gonna need to buy more are readily available so don't get some like crazy weird go with like a name brand like smoke or vaporesso or crown or something that's like readily available so that you can always get co coil heads and that that company supports that product because the worst thing is when you buy a sub ohm tank and then you can't find the coil replacement coil heads anywhere so just do some research do some googling and you know find a good tank that that's going to be readily available with the coil heads okay let's move on to the next question Mixing juices, flavors, so mixing juices. So I'm assuming they're talking about, let's just say I want to vape strawberry pound cake. And then I've done that for, I've filled up my sub home tank with strawberry pound cake and I'm having the time of my life. And then I suddenly want to switch to mango ice cream. Can I mix juices? You can do whatever you want. It's your, it's free, free reign. You vape however you want, but just know that no matter what, setup you're using um rebuildable dripping atomizer rebuildable tank atomizer sub ohm tank pod system when you put one juice flavor in that coil and cotton is always pretty much going to taste like that flavor so if i put strawberry pound cake into my tank and then i switch to mango it's most likely going to taste like strawberry pound cake for a while then i'll start to get the mango but there's always going to be that like underlying tone of strawberry pound cake um as far as like mixing juices so let's just say i got like a bottle of coffee cake juice and a bottle of i don't know birthday cake juice and i wanted to mix them sure go to town i can't say it's going to be good or not but that's allowed you can totally do that i would probably steer clear of that though i would just not mix your juices but i'm like i'm totally guilty of that i'll have a sub ohm tank and i'll be vaping mango and then I want to switch to, let's, let's say I'm vaping like a fruity mango juice, right? And then I really want to vape watermelon. As long for, this is my rule of thumb and you do whatever you want. But if it's, if I'm going from fruit to fruit, I 
think mixing's okay because mango and watermelon's probably gonna taste good together and that's fine. And a lot of these sub home tanks are pretty good at like changing flavors eventually. Um, so I'll, I'll, I will have been vaping the mango, then I put the watermelon in. It's gonna taste like mango for a little bit, but eventually it's mostly gonna taste, taste like watermelon. Fruits and fruits are good. Same with dessert. So desserty and desserty is good. It just depends. I mean, again, it's kind of common sense. Like, um, I probably would have mixed watermelon and coffee cake. That's not going to be a very good, a very good combination. But what a lot of people do, and what I what I did in the very beginning was I bought like a couple a couple different tanks. So I've got my dessert tank. I've got my fruit tank. I've got my favorite watermelon flavor tank. Etc. 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 I know you're probably thinking, "Oh my God, I need so many, so much equipment." You don't. You don't need to do all this. You know, just find what works for you and vape. That's it. Um, but mixing juice, I mean, yeah, you you can totally do it. Nothing's gonna happen. It's just make sure that the flavors are gonna be good together. Like I said, don't put coffee and watermelon together. It's not gonna be good. Let's see the next question. Can you wash and reuse your coil? The answer is yes and no. So on my rebuildable tank atomizer that I use all the time, if I need to re-wick, I just, you know, take the old wicks out, I'll wash everything under the sink, and the coils are still installed, I'll wash everything under the sink, and then I'll put it back on my model, dry fire the coils so they glow back evenly, and yeah, I've just, I have now washed my coils, and I can now re-wick again. Can I do that with my sub-ohm tank coil heads? No, don't wash your sub-ohm tank coil heads with water. Um, that will ruin the coil. Those are kind of like a, it, think of sub-ohm coil heads as like disposable razors. Like you buy them and they're disposable. They're not meant to be reused and washed and dried out and things like that. You just use them and then once they're done, they're done and you get a new brand new one and you put it in. Um, but that's another reason why I really like rebuildables is because I can use a pair of coils on there for like a month if I'm doing really good maintenance on my equipment. So hopefully that answers that question. You cannot reuse your sub-ohm coils, but you can definitely reuse your rebuildable coils that you have in an RDA or an RTA. And that's more on the technical side. So if you're a brand new vapor and you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's okay. Just stick with what you know and don't worry about it. How high should a mod be? Now I'm assuming that they're talking about wattage. And again, you need to go visit the Ohm's Law calculator on Google. There's a whole bunch of them and it'll ask you for some information. So you're gonna need to know the ohms, you're gonna need to know the amperage of your battery, and you're gonna need to know some other stuff and it'll tell you exactly where you should have your mod set. But what I do is I just adjust to taste. So meaning, I'll start low. I'll put my coil on, it's read the ohms at 0.2, and I'll start my watts at like 30 watts, and I'll vape. Okay, I think I need a little bit more power. I'll turn it up to like 35 watts. Vape, okay, I think I need it, it needs a little more power, so I'll turn it up to 40 watts. Vape, okay, maybe a little more, I'll turn it up to 45. Okay, that's perfect, and I just leave it there. I just always adjust to taste, there's no like, set like if it's this ohm it needs to be at this wattage or if it's this ohm it needs to be at this wattage i just recommend adjusting to taste and then leave it where you like it if you think it's good flavor and it has enough power and you're getting the clouds that you want leave it there and then every time you switch out tanks or coil heads just do the same thing just make sure you start at low wattage and then work your way up 
Because if you start at high wattage, you run the risk of burning out whatever coil or cotton that you have going on. Um, so how high should the wattage be? It literally just depends on what setup you're using and what ohms your coil has, but I would just adjust to taste. That's what I would do. That's the easiest way. I think that's going to be it today. I hope that this was super helpful. Um, I know that I know my sister asked me a lot of questions and I don't blame her because it's super confusing. I, I get confused a lot. So um, I can't imagine if I was just getting into this industry today, I would have no idea what's going on. And that's one thing that it that's kind of frustrating about the vape industry is we just move a mile a minute technology is constantly changing there's new products coming out literally every day and it's hard to keep up it's really hard to keep up and know like what to do and how to do it but the other thing that I would say is use your resources if you go into a vape shop ask them questions you know and if you're confused maybe look it up online before you buy it. make sure you do some research it's just like anything like it'd be like rolling up into a car like if you needed a new car it'd be like rolling up into the car place buying the first thing you saw having no idea what what the car is about you haven't researched any of it and then you end up hating it you know you need to do some research um, on mods and juice and batteries and all of this so we can help you as much as possible but it's also you know some of the work falls on 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 you as the individual to make sure that you know exactly what you're getting yourself into Vaping saved my life, and I think it saved a lot of other people's lives for sure, and we're not smoking anymore, and yeah, it's a little fiddly, but at the end of the day, as long as we're not smoking, I think it's a good day, but there's just a million ways to vape. Just find what works for you and stick with that, you know? Who cares if you have the newest mod or the newest tank? If it works for you and you're not smoking, that's all that matters. But I'll put a bunch of links in the description down below so you guys can go check out some other videos. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll put a link of the items that I talked about today down there. But thank you so much for watching and listening, you guys. And we'll see you again next week.